Welcome to episode 10 of an Axe Throwing Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Feinberg. Today's guest is Mike Philobom, uh, the reigning WATC Hatchet and Knives Champion for 2021, the U.S. Open from 2021 Hatchet and Big Axe Champion, and then the back-to-back Angrywood 2020 and 2021 Hatchet Champion. Mike, thanks for being here today. Uh, this is a pleasure to meet you. I've never met you before today. Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having me on. Uh, looking forward to you know chatting about some axe throwing and stuff. So, oh yeah, we got we got a lot of axe throwing to talk about. But uh, before we get to the axe throwing stuff, I guess tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of outside of axe throwing or before axe throwing. Um, I don't know. I mean, before axe throwing, um, wasn't much to it. Uh, worked, uh, you know, different jobs just like anybody else. Um was working at a bar just before I found axe throwing. Um, and then, uh, you know, I kind of got sick of that scene. So I left it and I was sent a indeed job post about an axe throwing instructor with known experience required. Uh, so I thought I'd give my, uh, you know, give it a go. And, uh, you know, at first it, uh, it, I didn't really, you know, care for it too much at first. It was just a job, you know? Um, but then I left for a little bit, came back and I started, to. Uh, throw and I was actually started to throw with uh like Zach Crawford and um you know Josh Russo, Tyler Flynn, all those guys. Um so I started throwing with them in league and everything and then I actually started getting into it. So uh it's kinda how it uh, all kinda led into where it is now. You know, I kinda found my uh found my way and uh you know realized I could do something with it. Um other than that man, outside of axe throwing just like anybody else, I go to work, I come home, I like to, you know, play games here and there or, um, you know, fishing. I love going outdoors and, and going fishing, fly fishing, especially. Um, so yeah. Cool. Now, uh, and so, so you, or did you grow up in Ohio? Cause that, or is a, are yeah. you, do you still live there or do you live somewhere else now? Nope. I'm, uh, so now I'm in West Virginia. Okay, cool. What, uh, what part of West Virginia? Uh, we are in Fairmont, uh, right near Morgantown. Okay. I, uh, I had an internship in college and had to go down and do some plant visits to like, uh, it was like Parkersburg was where we stayed, but the plant was in Ritchie County and, uh, HR is like, just make sure you don't bring guns to work. And I was like, well, um, this is a work trip. So I didn't bring guns on the work trip, uh, but I definitely didn't bring guns to the plant on the work trip. But they're like, yeah, that's not so much a Columbus internship problem. That's more of a Ritchie County, West Virginia problem. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, oh, uh, during the uh, during my episode with Fran, uh, she mentioned that you and her bet a Pokemon during one of your matches. So I think uh, you're both Pokemon Go players. <laughs> that did not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I found out she played, and um, you know, we've we've uh, we've gone back and forth a little bit about. Uh, I may owe her a Pokemon or two. So. <laughs> Uh, just if you were, I guess, like, do you have a favorite Pokemon? I, I don't know much about Pokemon. I don't know like red and blue. I spent a lot of time on. And then, uh... um, I mean, if I had to pick, I guess a favorite one would probably be like from the like original uh, back in the day when I was growing up. So it'd probably either be like uh, Bulbasaur or Scyther. I'd have to say. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And um. I like the dumb ones. I'm like a Snorlax or a Psyduck. Oh, there you go. They're good too. Cool. Um, all right. So, so you said you you got started axe throwing because you, right? You like just applied for a job and it said didn't need any experience, right? Yep. And so, did you when you were like when you started working 
at an act venue, did you like, were you doing leagues as well? Or were you just kind of like just going into work? Uh, at first it was just kind of going into work. Um, you know, I was just kind of learning axe throwing at that point. Um, I'd only really done it in the backyard, you know, with my dad or something here and there. Um, but you know, after, you know, after a little bit, I did start doing some leagues and, um, then again, like I said, the, the guys came in Tyler and, and Josh and Zach and all those guys, and they started throwing with us and Jay, um, and uh, it started to really just take off. I, I started to enjoy it a lot, um, you know, messing with different throws and different axes and things and, uh, you know, having those guys help me out a little bit. So, yeah, it was uh, it was good, man. I, I really started to enjoy my league. So now as like as a person that's, you know, won a bunch of competitions when you were like one of the big things that I've I've never worked at a venue, but I've thrown you know at least for a long time and I've had to watch people. I've had to watch coaches try and teach somebody and I've had to watch basically the people not listen to the coach's advice. And it's, it's both like, it's as a, as a person that doesn't have to do it, it's kind of fun to watch. You know, like you just, you just watch like some like drunk bro and it's like, like, no, I, I got it, man. I got it. And you're like, but you clearly don't because you're picking your ax up off the floor. But I wonder if yep. for you as a, like a high level competitor, uh, did you still run into that? Or if you're like, would like people like, uh, you should listen to the champ. Um, you know, I, I, I do from time to time, uh, you know, especially like if when I have like regulars that come in, um, you know, and I've taught them before I've taught other people in their groups, uh, you know, I'll run into it, into the situation where, you know, they, they feel that they're ready to go and just start throwing, um, you know, and then I'll have people in the group that know me and they're like, Hey dude, you should actually listen to what he's got to say. Like he'll really help you and, and stuff like that. And then they'll just, they'll walk up and they'll throw it as hard as they can and they're dropping and they're hitting the floor. And so I definitely run into those from time to time. Uh, I have people that just don't even want to listen to me. Um, but you know, I still go through my thing anyway. And after that, you know, I'll, I'll check on them still, but, uh, yeah, yeah. You still get it no matter what. I just think it's hilarious to think that, like, I know better than the champ. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, you do. Now, um, so so you're down in West Virginia. I assume you're throwing down there. Do you still work at a venue down there? Or are you doing something different down there? Yeah, I'm at. Uh, I work at Mountain Man Axe Throwing. Uh, they are in Morgantown, like Star City, Morgantown. Cool. And so, I, I guess which um, are, are you? So now you only throw waddle, correct? So no ITF. Uh, I have not thrown any, no. Um, and I'm not like exactly opposed to trying it. Um, I just, I haven't got around to it yet. So that's why I didn't get to throw waddle for my first few years of throwing. There just wasn't any in Austin, which is where I lived. But, and now I have the opposite problem. I live in Oklahoma city. There is no IETF. There's only waddle. Actually today I have waddle. <laughs> um, do you do, so do you do leagues in all the disciplines? Uh, yeah. Yep. So, like, how many days a week are you, like, in a league? Or is it, like, kind of all one day, like, a full – or is it kind of spread out across the week? Yeah, so we actually – we've actually uh, combined leagues. Um, we used to, you know, do it, like, beginner and competitor league. Um, so, we've kind of put those together now. And uh, we basically – we run everything in one day. Um, so, we'll start at about 5 o'clock, I think it is. Um, and then we run till about nine, nine thirty sometimes. So do you have, uh, which, which day of the week is that for you? Uh, Tuesdays we do is our league. So, 
do you ever have people try and like hang out with you on Tuesday nights? And you're like, just don't even ask. Like Tuesdays are just off limits. Um, just depending, um, you know, sometimes Maddie will be at home. Uh, she'll want to hang out, but you know, uh, I do have to go do my leagues. I, I'm not one of those people. I don't like to cut out on it and make a habit. Cause then, you know, I start to get too many excuses. I don't want to do that. So I try to go as much as I possibly can. Okay. And, uh, and what do you, I guess, it, what kind of, what axes are like, what, what are you throwing for the different, for the different disciplines? Like what kind of axe you throwing for hatchet? Uh, so hatchet right now, um, I'm using a gen one ace of spades, uh, that I, I, um, rehung it. Um, I remade the handle myself, uh, hung it. Uh, and then I had to have Dustin Wellman help me fix it. Cause the wedge came off, unfortunately, uh, or came out, um, big X. I'm still throwing, um, the big X I got from Dustin Wellman. I think it's, uh, Kentucky bluegrass, if I'm not mistaken, um, duels. I'm in the process actually of making like a gen two or three ace of spades. Um, I've been using a butcher for it for a while and I'm just not doing good with it anymore. Um, and then uh, knife throwing, I'm currently using Lancelot knives for, for that. So, okay, cool. Now you, uh, so you said like you remade, you remade, uh, remade the handle for, for your ace of spades or for your, for your hatchet. Um, have you like, did you have woodworking experience prior to axe throwing or is that something you just kind of learned like, like through axe throwing? Um, like, you know, I did some like woodworking and metalworking classes, uh, throughout high school. Um, and you know, it was making, you know, like small stuff like boxes and, you know, you know, cabinets, different things. Um, and then, you know, I, I didn't really do too much of it um, after that. And then, uh, you know, just kind of re-sparked it a little bit with the axe throwing. You know, I started to mess with it a little bit um, and then, you know, get to a point where I was comfortable. Like, oh, okay, well, you know, I can make a decent handle for myself. I like it and I can make it pretty consistently. So that's, I mean, that's works for me. So cool. Now do, uh, think so cause I, I, I want to get more into that kind of stuff, but like, I don't have a garage or a lot of space for tools or like, you know, like I don't, I don't have like a vice or anything. And so I'm like, I don't know. Like, I guess do I just kind of go do it in the driveway. But so it's kind of on the, like, where do you do a lot of your kind of work? Do you do it at home? Do you do it at work? Uh, yeah, I do. I actually get to do it at work. Um, you know, we got some slow times or if I go in on my off time, um, they, they, uh, they'll have the tools there and, you know, they let me go in there and use it and stuff. And so it works out. Cool. Now, uh, so on top of leagues, like, do you, do you like still regularly practice like outside of league nights or do you just kind of throw like, you know, before or after work or when it's slow at work? Uh, mostly throwing just when it's slow. Um, you know, I get a minute, I'll, I'll go toss around or something. Um, a couple of our leaguers are actually some of the employees that work there too. So, you know, if we're dead, um, you know, a lot of the times it's, I'm, I'm going out there and throwing with them to try and help them, you know, improve their game and stuff like that. Um, it's not as, as, as much for me, I guess, but you know, yeah. Gotcha. Now, so like if you, um, I guess when you practice, like, do you, like, do you kind of like keep score? Do you kind of have goals during your practice or is it really like, I'm just gonna go throw some axes and just kill some time. 
Um, it just depends. Um, you know, sometimes I'll throw full matches. Uh, sometimes I just kind of do a V pattern, just hitting, you know, bullseye, kill, kill, bullseye, kill, kill, keep going around. Um, sometimes I'll switch it up. It just depends. Um, so yeah. Okay. So nothing like super formal or anything. Nah, nothing crazy. Cool. Now, do you, um, do you remember like, like your first 64 or your first big X 32? Uh, first big X 32, I'm going to say it was probably in league at some point. Um, hatchet one. I actually do remember, uh, we were still using, uh, this the venue I was at. It was, uh, still using pine boards and we had these like Oak outfitter, like super chunky, um, like little rubber handled hatchets, man. And it was, it was rough throwing them. Um, I was back when I was throwing super hard still baseball style. Uh, but I did end up, you know, getting my first 64 and it was like the last shot I made somebody come out and watch it just to make sure somebody witnessed it was legit. I had it. So it was cool. So uh, like after you, and was that on the, uh, on the original model targets or is that on like the smaller kills? No. So that was back when we had the big bullseye still. Okay. So, do you remember your first 64 on the new bulls, like on, on the smaller bulls and the smaller kills? Um, probably wasn't as memorable just because I was, uh, I was so determined at that point. Um, when it started to switch to like get better and like be better right off the start. Like if I hit one, it probably was just like, all right, I got it. Like it felt good. I know I can do it. So then it was just like, okay, let's replicate it and go from there. It, Probably wasn't as much of a celebration as I could have made it. So, but yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm still uh, I'm still chasing my first model 64. Uh, I've thrown like I uh, 81s and ITF, but uh, or before they shrank the kills anyway. But um, cool. So as far as like, so let's let's talk about like you know some uh, some of your competitions, right? Because like you know you've won a bunch of stuff. I, I assume you've won a bunch of leagues to go with like tournament placements. Um, so. Was uh so it was like Angrywood twenty twenty kind of like your first big like tournament win. So Angrywood twenty twenty was yeah that was my first major waddle win um for my career so yeah. Do you uh do you remember like what your like what your brain was doing going into that tournament? Uh yeah dude honestly so that tournament that was my that was the third tournament I'd ever competed in um for waddle. And, uh, you know, I was getting progressively better up until that tournament and it just, I kind of just saw the prize. It was like, yeah, $10,000. I was like, well, I'll go give it a shot. Like, you know, I've gotten like, you know, up to 16th place, you know, in, in my first two tournaments, like I'll, I'll go, I'll go try it out. Why not? And, uh, you know, then I get there and it was like my goal after seeing the field of people that were there, uh, was just to just, just go as long as I can. Don't get shut out. That was my goal. Um, and I just kept winning like all throughout the day. And it just, uh, you know, I'd have Josh Russo. I actually remember him messaging me. He's like, let's go, dude. He's like, you got it one more. He's like, all right, next match. Don't worry about it. You got it. And like the whole way he's, you know, just cheering me on with it. And, uh, you know, going into, going into a bracket finals, like I'm going up against Mike come and I faced him at throw Ohio, the tournament before. And it wasn't a very good showing for me. Um, but, uh, you know, my, my whole game at that point was just trying to keep calm, throw my game and just do what I could at that point. You know, I'd made it farther than I had ever expected. So, so when you, um, like when you, you're like, 
I guess did, did you um did you win that from the A bracket or did you win that from the B bracket? Uh, yeah, I took that one from A bracket because I ended up playing Mike Kump for A finals, uh, and then he came back from B bracket to face me in the at the actual finals. So, so like when you're, do you remember how many matches you had for that tournament? Because those that's a big tournament. I do not at all. No, it just too many. Was um was that spread across multiple days, or is that just was that the one that like ended when like the lights went out after midnight? Both years they've ended after you know the lights go out. Uh, the first year I think it was like one or two a.m. Uh, you know that that was uh, twenty twenty. Um, it was actually it was there was a point where the lights had gone out, and uh, me and Mike Kump were actually the crowd was using their cell phone lights to light up the targets for us to throw on. Uh, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, that one was like one or two a.m. <laughs> and then. Um, 2021 it was like three in the morning or something like that when it ended so it was even longer when uh when the lights went out was it the middle of a match because like i i, I showed up because I, I live in oklahoma city now and i drove out for the day just to kind of like oh i'll go stop by but i wasn't competing i think i like missed the cutoff or something um or no i had never thrown waddle at that point so i'm like i'm a, uh like i'll just go go to a brewery and watch some extra and then go home um but I remember like reading about that on social media and like, Oh yeah. Like these pictures are like just a bunch of flashlights. But when the lights went out, like were you throwing, was anybody throwing or was it kind of like in between matches? Uh, I mean, I think when that, that happened, I think it just kind of went out. Um, so people were throwing, they were throwing, but you know, it was kind of like, you know, if, you know, they caught it and they weren't in the middle of the actual action. They probably stopped, gave it a second, readjusted. I mean, I know that they held off for a moment there just because you couldn't see anything. So, um, yeah. So when you were saying that you were going into it and you're like, I just, you know, the goal started like once, once you saw the field that you're like, all right, basically just, you know, try not to get shot out you know, just kind of basically survive as long as possible. Like when you started, you know, I met like, after a few matches, like what, like did your brain, you're like, all right, cool. Like, like, were you, were you feeling good? Like, do you feel like we were having an on day or. I, after the first couple, yes. And then I faced my first like big name. Like I know, like everyone's like, well, watch out for these guys. You know, it's like, I get my first big name person. And, uh, I remember coming out on top on that one. And I was like, there's no way I was like, I can't believe I just did that. And, uh, you know, from there, it just progressively kept going. And, you know, then it, it, the people I was with, it would, you know, I, I'd be telling them like, oh, well, I got the next guy, like, this is his name. And they're like, well, who cares who you're playing anymore? And they kind of like, you know, brought me back from that. It's like, just go play yourself. Like, who cares who they are? You know, um, just go do the best you can. And so that's what I did. And it ended up working out. So that's awesome. Now, so that's Angrywood 2020, right? And so then I guess like the next kind of, big competition on the timeline would be the U S open 2021. Yeah. And so I guess coming out of Angerwood 2020 and then going into U S open 2020 and that was in Atlanta, correct? Yes. Um, like how, how were you feeling going into the U S open? Were you kind of like, I guess like, was there, was there a pressure kind of like being, you know, like, like kind of coming off of Angerwood 2020 champion? Um, and I, I guess in between there, did, was there WATC 2020 in between Angrywood and? There, there was, yeah. And I got, I got 13th overall. Um, 
had some just mishaps through the tournament, I'll say. Uh, and, uh, you know, I just ended up 13th overall, I think it was. Um, so I didn't do too hot. Um, I was actually going to take time off after that, but, uh, then I came back. Um, and then that's, yeah, you know, a couple, couple, uh, like a regional and maybe a tournament, uh, in between, um, worlds and U S open. So, so you said you were going to take some time off. Were you like starting to get burnt out or have you ever gotten burnt out with X throwing? Uh, it wasn't so much, uh, being burnt out. It was just that, uh, I don't know. It was something about like after that first major win, like even, even going to the next tournament and, you know, doing a, is, you know, as bad as I feel that I did, um, it just kind of started to put a little bit more pressure on me of maybe it was like, Oh, well, you know, was that a fluke or did I get lucky or something? And, uh, you know, so it was like, I was, you know, maybe thinking like, okay, well maybe I just need to take a step back, you know, reassess, take like a, just a season off, um, just practice throw things like that on my own. Um, but you know, I ended up making a new ax. Uh, it was a gen one ACE of spades, um, made a new ax, did a marathon just to kind of start it out to see how I would do with that ax and, and a new throwing style that I'd been, you know, working on. And, uh, you know, I ended up coming out, I, I won that one, um, and at the time, I mean, that for me, like winning leagues, it was, it was, you know, that's a big thing still, um, which it, you know, it, it is, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, it was good. It worked, it worked out. Um, yeah. How, how does it feel kind of, right. So you talk about like angry 2020, you're like, all right, you're like, I'm going up against the big names. You're like, all right, like almost not, not like a scare, but you're like, all right, like, I, okay. Like I got to. I got some tough competition and now you're the tough competition. People are like, Oh no, I got to play Mike Philibaum. Like what's it like? Is your, has that like changed like your mentality at all? Or is that like add any pressure? Um, you know, I think I always feel a bit of external pressure. Um, you know, just cause you never know like what people think, you know, if they, you know, how you act, you know, determines what they could feel about you, things like that. But yeah, overall, um, you know, I don't, I don't feel too much pressure. Um, you know, I go into it now, man, like super excited. Like, um, you know, especially it's like, you know, when Fran, for instance, like she beat me, you know, um, worlds and all that with, you know, big acts. It's like, I love to see, you know, people that are like, Hey, you know, I'm gunning for you. Like, I want to beat you. It's like, yeah, I do. Like, I want you to beat me too, honestly. Cause that just means that people are getting better. The sport is growing. Like, that, that means we're on the right track. Um, so for me, it's, I, I love when people have that energy and they want to come beat me and then they'd actually do it. It's, it's a great feeling. Honestly, I think that ax throwing is a very big confidence builder for people. For sure. Like it's, it, it's weird how it's gone. Like for me, it's just gone from like a, like, Oh, that was a fun, like Saturday birthday party to like, Oh, this is cool. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm placing in a league. Oh, I want a league. Like, Oh, and now it's like, Oh, I think I've like hitched my whole identity to this thing. Mm -hmm. Are there, so like, I don't get to go to as many tournaments as I like, like, uh, like I, I could go to more, but then it's like, you know, like there's like other trade-offs and there's like other stuff I like to do outside of actually. Like I miss like the fall playoffs. Cause I'm like, Oh, there's a music festival. I want to go to it. Um, but one of the things like when I used to do martial arts, there'd be people that didn't compete, but they went to the gym. Right. And there are people that are like, dude, why aren't you competing? Like, you know, there's people that like, 
like they'd like beat my ass in practice, but then they wouldn't go to tournaments. And you're like, dude, you should be going to tournaments. Have you ever encountered anybody like that? Where like, it's just a monster like in league and then, but they just don't go to tournaments. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I've definitely encountered people like that. Um, but you know, that's where it's like, I start to get to a point where like, you know, when I notice it at that point, you know, at that point, it's like, I, I drive them like to go. It's like, I mean, you got to do something with this. Like I see the potential with it. It's like, I've been in your shoes. Like I started there. Everybody starts in this exact spot, you know? Um, so that's where I, you know, I, I, I try to push those people and, uh, and really get them involved, get them to that first tournament. Cause after the first tournament, dude, you're going to get the bug just like everybody else. And you're going to be fine after that. I don't have to do anything else. So. Yeah. Especially if, uh, especially when you do better than you expected, so, all right. So, win the U.S. Open 2021, both Hatchet and Big Axe. Do you uh, do you have like a favorite discipline? Like, you know, like like obviously, it seems like you've won a ton of Hatchet, but like, do you like is Hatchet your favorite, or do you like something else more? No, uh, I definitely like Hatchet the most. Uh, it's always been my favorite main discipline to throw. Um, and then, you know, I always kind of had that second one that I liked, which was Big Axe for a while, uh, once I actually got into it. Um, but I, I would say at this point, my favorite two disciplines really are, I mean, it, it's hatchet and knife. Um, I've really grown to like the knife throwing uh, because of the, like... I mean, even going down to one bull, what they're doing, it's like even still like trying to stack knives, like doing something like that is, you know, it's tricky. Um, and I like the challenging aspect of that, like throwing three knives and then two knives and, you know, having to stack and things like that. So, so I still haven't got a chance to throw knives. Uh, I think it looks fun. It's just, uh, it just doesn't happen on the day that I do league. Um, do you like how much kind of overlap do you see between like, is it, I mean, it's, it's throwing is throwing. But is it like, do you feel like it's like your knife throwing makes you better at axe throwing and vice versa? Or do you feel like they're kind of different skill sets? Um, I mean, I feel like they're different in a way. Um, but, you know, for me, like I keep my throwing style so similar across you know, the different disciplines, um, you know, the, like really the big adjustment for me is just adjusting to different weights. Um, so I don't, I mean, it really for me, it's not too much. No. Okay. And, uh, for big acts, do you throw a one handed or two handed? Uh, I do a one handed, uh, kind of like a step throw, um, kind of how they do with like IATF stuff. Um, so I do like a stepping throw, uh, for waddle big X. Okay, cool. And so, all right, so you won Angerwood 2020, then U.S. Open 2021, Hatchet and Big Axe. So then uh, I guess next on the timeline would be Angrywood 2021, right? That'd be like the next kind of big turn. Was um, like, how did you feel going into Angrywood 2021? Was there any pressures like the reigning Angrywood champ? Um. I don't, I mean, I can't speak for other people, uh, if they, you know, had any sort of expectation about that or not. Um, I know I had an expectation of myself was to go back, defend my title. Um, but you know, I, I also put a lot more pressure on myself because, you know, 2021 was a great year for me, uh, in ax throwing. I mean, I, I took a lot of wins. I'm grateful to have pulled off. 
Um, so, you know, leading up through that whole year, man, just taking all these different wins and stuff, uh, getting back to Angrywood 2021, it was just another one of those things. I was like, man, I have to do this like for myself. I've got to push myself to do it. Um, so it, it was a, is a very big expectation on my end, at least. Okay. Now on those, on those like long tournaments, right. Um, like, is it, do you have, do you have trouble or do you have any kind of like systems or habits or routines in place to help you kind of like stay focused or stay in the zone or anything? Cause like, right, like I mean, like Angrywood, you said like they ended at like 3 a.m. Right? Yeah. Like that's a long day, you know? So like if you start, cause I was at Angrywood 2021, I think it went like one and two or something. Um, and you know, to start at like 9 a.m. or as early as like 9 a.m. and then to still be throwing at 3 a.m., you're talking about that's like a what that'd be nine o'clock, nine p.m. be twelve hours. So you're talking about like an eighteen hour day. Is that something like that? Nineteen? I don't know how to math. Close to. <laughs> um. So like during that time, like for me, like oh, okay, I I only got to worry about this for like two hours, you know. Um. But for you, like it seems like you'd have to worry about like food and water and like rest and like staying warm, but not getting like you know, like getting hot and then cooling down. Yeah. There's a, I don't know, man. That's a, it's a, it's, it's definitely tricky. Like for me, it might even sound really bad, but uh, I, I, I can't eat um, like days of tournaments until I'm like out of a tournament or until it's over. Um, Like I just can't eat food. Like it'll mess with me. Um, You know, I just start to not feel very good. Um, but you know, it's weird. It's like, cause I can't eat, but then I could go and like, I can drink water and like, then I, you know, I can drink like my beer and you know, things like that. Like I'll have a couple beers throughout a tournament or something and I'm fine. Um, but it just, I, I, I don't know. Um, so it's just a nice balance though. You know, like I said, I'd have a couple beers here and there. That's just more of like a nerve calmer, you know, just sipping on a beer, relaxing, um, you know, and then just waters to make sure I'm balancing it out. I'm staying hydrated, uh, you know, all that. Um, I mean, it, it, there, there's come a few times where it got down to where it was like, okay, like I had somebody go get me like just a snack, like something very small, um, just to like kind of curb that wanting to eat. But like, again, I know it's going to make me feel sick, so I don't, I don't do it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's my biggest thing is, is just trying to make that balance work, you know? Okay. Now do you, like, do you, so except, like, if you have to ask somebody to go get you a snack, so like, it sounds like, like you get hungry, like you like, um, cause like I'll, I'll have situations like where I'll be like working on something, like I'll be working on a side project and I'll just lose track of time cause I'm just in the zone and then I'll look up and I'll be like, Oh shit, it's like 3 PM and I'll be cranky and I'll like, Oh, I didn't eat today. That's why. But I know with the tournament, especially like, you know, if it's a big one and you're in the A bracket, you're like, okay, like you, like you might have, you know, hours between matches. I could imagine. It just depends on the tournament sometimes. Yeah. Um, that's, uh, I've, I've, I've had that situation where you're like, oh, you're up. You're like, uh, I gotta use the bathroom. My, my stomach's not happy. Um, so, so then take us out of angry. Cause angry woods, like that's in October. And then WATC is December, 2021. Right. Yep. So, so angry was angry. 2021 is like the, the, the big, or like the, the big tournament, the, I guess the biggest tournament before WATC 2021. And then, and so you, you've had like a great year for 2021. 
and WATC 2021 is like the best way to kind of cap it. So kind of take us into like what were you thinking, like where you were at going into WATC. Uh, I mean, dude, I was rattled. Um, <laughs> like, you know, even at home, like, you know, my personal life and stuff, like, uh, I just, that, that was my main focus. Like I just, you know, after again, having a year, like I did, um, you know, again, I, I can't speak for other people and whether they had an expectation of it, but again, I had an expectation of with how well that I did, I should be able to perform and do the same thing again. And I should be able to pull a win out and I should be able to be the world champion. Like I, I should be able to do this. Um, so again, I just feel it was a lot of pressure that I was putting on myself. Um, but I guess, I mean, that's just how I work though. Um, like I'm going to be my biggest critic. Uh, it's only going to make me do better. Like, um, so yeah, man, it was just, it was real rough though. You know, I, I just, again, I had an expectation of myself that I needed to, you know, fulfill that. Um, so that's kind of what I was doing before worlds. Now, did, uh, did your wins in, did you win from the A bracket or did you get knocked to the B bracket and come back and win? Uh, no, I was, I was a all the way through for hatchet. Gotcha. Um, so it, I guess, do you like, if you have a bad throw, like, do you have like a way to kind of like get your, like, like, do you, does that like rattle you? Cause I have that problem where like, as soon as I, if I throw a four, I'm in my head the rest of the match. Um, that's dude. That's that's a question I get a lot, especially uh, from like my le- my the, the leaguers that I you know throw with and stuff um, more at work. Um, yeah, man, you just like axe throwing. It's it's not just uh, it's not just like the throwing skill you have to have. Like you've got to have like you've got to have strong mental game, um, like uh, you know mental and and physical endurance. Uh, you know, to, especially for these long tournaments and things. Um, but yeah, you just got to be able to block those things out. Like if you have a bad throw, what's going to be worse having the one bad throw you've got a four on or having two fours because now you've let that other throw bug you and now you're worse off. Like I would rather trade it off and be like, okay, you know what? Hit a four. I know what I did wrong. I just need to come back and throw better next time. Um, that's just through a lot of practice of telling myself that like, if you continue to be upset while you're throwing, you're the, like it's good. The results are going to, you know, prove that that's exactly you can't do that. You need to stay positive about it and just say, okay, one bad throw, not the end of the match, and continue to do the best that you can because this sport. It, it, I mean, dude, it's so the things that can happen are unexpected. You know, uh, you might hit a four, but guess what? Going up into throw 10, somebody may think they have a match. They miss a kill shot. You know, uh, they weren't necessarily ahead as much as they, you know, should have been. Um, you know, they might call a kill, you know, to go up with you. They miss you hit. Now you've won again. You know, it's just keep your head straight when you're going to throw. Do you, um, do you like have anything that like you, like on the mental game part, anything that like you tell yourself or, to kind of like remind yourself to like, you know, not get in your head or is it just one of those things at this point you've done it so much that like, it's, it's almost like automatic for you. It's not like even a conscious thing. It's a, it's a, it's definitely uh, for me is like just one of those things, dude, once I step to a line, like it's a, 
I'm there to throw like it's an autopilot, like all the instincts and things that I need that like they they kick in and I just kind of, you know, do work like I'm there to do a job. Uh, so yeah, for me, it's, I've done it enough. Um, you know, but you know, going through it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a bit of a struggle, but it's, it's going to be a good habit to, you know, like really work on and, and it's only going to strengthen you as a thrower. So, Cool. Um, all right. I think, I think with that, we kind of covered everything on my agenda. Um, I guess in the last kind of few minutes, is there, uh, is there anybody that you want to kind of give a shout out to anybody you want to plug? Do you have any sponsors, right? If, if there, is there any place that like you want people to follow you on like social media? Um, yeah, I mean, you can follow me on uh, Facebook, Instagram. They're both the same thing. Just Mike Philabom. Um, sponsors i mean mountain man axe throwing they they've been great for me um they are they're a great venue they've helped me a lot um getting to tournaments to and from um and you know just being there supporting and everything like that um you know maddie she's at my back every tournament she's always watching brackets even if she's not there so she you know she's a big help um she helps to get me through um uh to bravo they they do awesome work um they did my acts for me at uh the world championships um so definitely go check out to bravo laser engraving they do great work um and then other than that just you know the friends the family um you know people in the axe community like you know michael theodoro colby all those guys um they're big supporters they helped me get through a lot of things uh you know with involved in axe throwing uh, especially at tournaments and keeping my head straight. Um, so, you know, thanking those guys and, uh, just everybody, man. I mean, I love the, I love ax throwing. I love the community. I love the people. Um, so yeah, it's just great to be a part of it, man. That's awesome. And I, I thank you for taking the time, like sharing your story. Let me get to know you. Hopefully I can uh, run into you and actually meet you in real life at a, at a tournament sometime soon. And I look forward to it, man. I appreciate you having me on for real. Thank you. For sure. Thanks. Adios. Yep.